This is the Discussion Podcast. It's the end of the year, and, and people get lazy and don't want to do podcasts. So you could be like me and just run out of ideas, and no one wants to be a guest. <laughs> but I figure I should do something, um, some kind of special show. So uh, here you have it. <laughs> this is um, Best Of. It's the Best Of EDP, but it's not Best Of the Show, per se. It's Best Of the Stories, the Intros, all of the intros, uh, you know, some of the intros that I do when I start my show, the stories about my childhood and, and things that I remember growing up. That's what these are. So, if I'm going to do that, the first one has to be the first one. The one that kicked it all off um, with the, the Mary J. Blige Kill R&B <laughs> show uh, featuring uh, 90s era megaphone puffy. You know, I could do and say what I want. So let's, let's pop it off. I can start the show off any way I want to. Talk about whatever I want. I can talk about noun laters, mystery mix and rainbow, best flavors, then tropical punch. I can talk about uh, people that still got AOL email addresses. I can scream like Puffy over tracks in the 90s. I can talk about how it just so happens that Michelle looks like Scrappy-Doo in Destiny's Child. 2012, uh, uh, Strawberry Frosted Pop-Tarts. And how you can't get the big family box because you get less frosting on the big family box. You gotta get the small ones. Look, I just picked Chick-fil-A, you I could talk about Optimus Prime and he transforms and the trailer goes away. Where does the trailer go? It's my show. I can do whatever I want to. Today's topic, well, is um, <laughs> did Mary J. Blige kill R&B? I'm going to have uh, 12 Kyle from the 12 radio show. He's going to come through. And um, he's a big Mary fan, so he's going to be offended by the things I have to say. Serves him right. Um, other than that, we're going to talk about Mary J. Blige, R&B, and a bunch of other more shit. So, it's episode one. Let's get it. Yo, I miss 90s era Puffy. He has to come back. I got to do more of those. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's what kicked off the show. And uh, we're going to continue on with some of the best of... Uh, intros of the EDP. Yeah, I'm one of those. Obviously, I'm one of those weird people. Uh, I'm one of those weird people that remember their dreams. I don't know how or why, um, but um, more than not, I can remember my dreams. Now, the thing is, I don't know if it's what I'm eating or drinking. Uh, Shoutouts to anything at the bar that's not Jameson's. Um, that makes me have the type of dreams that I do have, um, but they're ridiculous. Like, I remember, I remember when I was little, I was probably like four or five at a dream. <laughs> I don't know, I woke up and my mother was in the living room folding clothes and she was fine, except for she was white. But... <laughs> But not the fact that she was white. It was like kabuki makeup white. And she was just folding clothes like, you know, this is what I'm doing. I don't understand. Um, I, I had a dream 
that is a local radio DJ, uh, Dr. Creep, was chasing me around my house when I was, I was like six, I think, when I had this dream. And he tripped and fell down some steps, and he was chasing me, and I turned and laughed at him. I remember that joint. Um, oh, so you know how people have the dream that they're falling? You know, everybody has the dream that they're falling. I've had the dream, and I landed and bounced. Like, I hear that you're not supposed to land, but I've had that dream at least two or three times, and I bounced, and, you know, like, the second bounce is when I woke up. I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't know what was popping up then. Then, now here's the thing that makes me, I don't even understand. I have reoccurring dreams. Well, I have reoccurring dreams. And it's the same dream, but it's like another episode of the dream. So, <laughs> I was on some spaceship, right? And... It was, we were fighting an alien race of some people. But that wasn't even the whole part of the dream because on the alien ship, it was like a soap opera. <laughs> so I'm dating this other chick and and this other chick and wanted me, but she couldn't get with me. And I was supposed to fly the ship and they were trying to sabotage each other and I was trying to keep them from beating up each other while I fly the ship and my second lieutenant won one of the girls and then we <laughs> and then the aliens they came and, and got on the uh, ship on some old Star Trek ship and we were trying to reason with them and then they ended up being cool so we weren't going to blow them up but then some rogue version of the aliens tried to take over their ship so then the other aliens was was, was with us and we was fighting the other aliens now here's the thing that's already preposterous and stupid but here's here's uh, where I go in the weird factor uh, warp 5 now sometimes well this hasn't happened lately but I would lay down to go to sleep I mean I used to I'm having this dream since like I was like 8 years old so I would uh, lay down to go to sleep and I would think yeah I wonder what's going on <laughs> don't judge me I wonder what's going on on that ship and so when I went to sleep I would wake up and be back on the ship and be back in the dream <laughs> And the worst part about it is, I would know that I came back on purpose and went to sleep on purpose to get back in the dream. So when I ended up back on the ship, I would, I mean, it's like it was on TV. I would turn to the camera and just shrug like, eh, I'm back here. And so, and so it seems like I did it like three or four times. Every time I wanted to get back into that dream, I could just go to sleep and get back in where I left off. That is ridiculous. Um, when I was little, I used to sleepwalk too. Um, I think when I was like 10, when I was 10 years old, I would sleep like, all right, so all I know, put it like this, all I know is my mother damn near punched me in the chest because so I was sleepwalking and I slept. 
her, alright, so the way the uh, place was set up, it was the bathroom was in the in between both my bedroom and my mother's bedroom. So, I'm assuming I got up and I needed to go to the restroom. So, I went through the door, but I was sleepwalking and I forgot that I went through that door. So, I opened up the door again. <laughs> And I ended up in my mother's room, and obviously I was about to um, uh, urinate, and <laughs> my mother was just laying there asleep, and I guess she woke up at the right time, I guess she felt a shadow over, and she looked up, and it was about, <laughs> it was about to be one of <laughs> it was about to be an eclectic shower, going on and she stopped me and directed directed me to the bathroom now I know the fact that I slept walk when I was little because um, I think that same year or year after who knows um, <laughs> I was going to go urinate again and uh, I was going to go relieve myself again and all I know is <laughs> The, the refrigerator light woke me up, so uh, I had everything out prepared. But the uh, I, I assume I thought that the refrigerator door was the bathroom door, and all I know is that was not going to be the best lemonade you ever had if you went into the refrigerator the next day. But thankfully, the light uh, woke me up. Oh, I had a dream. All right. See, again, I don't know. Maybe it's the, the junk food that I'm going to talk about on this show. Or maybe it's the the, the the extra spices that I put in my chicken. But I had a dream. All right, Marcus Houston was uh, <laughs> the lead singer of the group Immature. And he was on Sister Sister. And in the, the House Party movies when they got whack. Well, all right, so I had a dream that he was... <laughs> He was a mafia crime boss, right? And he was running like, I don't know, like a crime family in Atlanta. And I was running the the crime family in D.C. And so we were beefing, right? Of course, why would D.C. and Atlanta have crime families and why would they be beefing? No clue. Anyway, so we were beefing. And they got down to it, and we were ahead of the families, so I was I was gonna take him out, right? So we ended up somewhere, <laughs> and 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 so I cornered him. Well, I thought I cornered him, and and I had my gun out. I had the guy I was holding it sideways, like I was a rapper, and <laughs> and so so he broke out running, right? And so he had on like a uh, old fedora hat. And he had on the uh, he had the <laughs> he had the Raleigh fingers mustache, <laughs> so he broke out running right, and he turned the corner, and you know like in the movies when people turn the corner and it's always a dead end, <laughs> so that's what happened. So I'm running after him. I got the gat. I'm holding sideways like a uh, uh, 75 cent. <laughs> he, he runs and he turns the corner. And I know that's a dead end, so I get around the corner, 
and and Marcus Houston tra- he transformed into he transformed into a package of imitation crab meat. And so I just stood there and looked at the at the imitation crab meat and and then I woke up. You know, I, none of this stuff uh, makes sense. Um, I don't know what's, what what goes on in in, in my life that <laughs> things like this things like this happen to me. Um, but yeah, those those are those are my dreams, and and that's what goes on. Now, of course, you know, we don't talk about the, the the dreams of the women because this is not that kind of show. But. Um, That was a 100% accurate, true, blow-for-blow dream. The imitation crab meat at Marcus Houston. (laughs) I don't know what I ate that night. I don't know what happened, but (laughs) that was for real. Uh, We're going to continue on with with one of the, uh, another intro from the EDPs from the Illmatic show. Uh, shouts to C-Rex. <laughs> Check it out. Yo, I remember having to make latchkey gourmet. Like, when I was little, since I was a latchkey kid, you know, had the, I had a fat lace. I had a, an orange, neon orange and neon green fat lace with the key had around my neck. Dope. People couldn't, couldn't fade the uh, fat lace. But, you know, moms was at work and, you know, pops was at work. And so it was just me. So when I got home from school, I had to learn, you know, I had to learn how to cook. And so the first thing that I learned how to cook, I was I was a master at it. No one could touch it. Was my was my was my pork and beans and hot dogs, you know. Like I had a whole system down. It just was delicious. I should still eat them now, but I don't know. But so boom, I come home, right? And I get the can of pork and beans and hot dogs. Well, I mean, I'm pork and beans, you know. And you open up the can. I drain the, I drain the sauce a little bit because it's too much sauce and preservatives. Who knows what's going on in that can? But I drain it a little bit. Then you take the pot, throw the beans in the pot. I turn them on low because I slow cook my shit, son. Um, <laughs> and so I turn them on. I get them, I get them heated up. So then, here's the shit. Don't laugh at me. Um, so... I get the hot dogs, like, I clean the oven, right, this is where I'm going, most people boil their hot dogs, but, so I clean the oven, right, and then I turn the oven mad high, and I lay the hot dogs right on the the rack in the oven, because the only way I really like hot dogs is if they're barbecued, so this way, boom, you turn the oven up high, then they get the grill-like marks, because you, you do them diagonally, so it looks like it's authentic, <laughs> so you get a, you get it mad hot and then the hot dogs had a marks on it and then you turn the broiler up and you turn that joint up and then it get like a, a sear you know now it's not like it should be on the food network but it get like you know not quite burnt but they get a little crispy in certain areas so so boom then when the beans get done put them in the bowl I had to have my favorite bowl though I couldn't I couldn't eat without my favorite bowl um, 
and if my favorite bowl was dirty or it was something in it, I just wasn't gonna eat. So if it was something in it, like it was, it was a wrap, and I wasn't watching. I was a little kid. I'm not washing dishes, so I would wait for my mother to get home to do it. Anyway, so I get my favorite bowl, and you put the beans in there, right? So then you get sugar, you put some sugar in there, mix it up, some cinnamon. I had cinnamon, I'm fucking G back in the day. So take some cinnamon, throw that, throw that in there, and then some brown sugar, a little bit of brown sugar, and and you mix that up. Shit tastes incredible. Probably tastes like candy. I should have diabetes. Anyway, so then you take the um, the hot dogs, you throw those in there, you take like four, you put them in there, and then you eat it with a spoon, you like chop off a piece and get a little beans in there so you hit that sit in front of the tv scooby-doo was on and and oh you get the kool-aid like back when people started mixing the flavors it's like all of everybody used to just have one flavor you know you had your red joint or whatever and then you made kool-aid then like one year hit and people just started mixing shit i don't know but the number one mix is grape and lemonade you take those two so you get the grape lemonade my kool-aid mystery mix flavor because like it looked ugly but the shit was delicious so you get the pork and beans and hot dogs the grape and lemonade mystery mix kool-aid and scooby-doo in the 80s man you couldn't tell me shit you still can't yeah <laughs> You have no idea how much the cinnamon set those joints off. And, and you had to have your, your special bowl. I had this bowl, it was adobe clay red. <laughs> it was dope. And if, if I couldn't have that bowl, I didn't eat it. I think when I got older, I had a green bowl that I would substitute. But yeah, latchkey <laughs> gourmet. That's how it went down. Um, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, as much fun as we had back in the day in uh, grade school, and as much fun as we had coming home on the school bus, you know, shout out to the school bus, posse. When you got home, it was really time to shine, you know, especially being a latchkey kid. Being a latchkey kid, you can pretty much do what you want, you know, until like 6 o'clock. <laughs> you know, that's when, that's when people come home. But we come home. You know, uh, shouts to the fat ladies with the key on it, latchkey kid. And and you turn on the TV, you get your, your Scooby-Doo on, and your Tommy Jerry on, and your Woody Woodpecker on. Not your Chili Willy. You don't get your Chili Willy on because he's an asshole. I don't like Chili Willy. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, <laughs> and you get your latchkey cuisine uh, going. Shout outs to the uh, hot dogs on the rack and the pot. Uh, pork and beans and the cinnamon and the sugar kool-aid purple source rex uh and then you change it to your play clothes you gotta put on your play clothes because if you don't put on your play clothes you're gonna get your ass beat when your mother come down the street and see you in your school your dope school uh uh sassoons <laughs> yeah ocean pacific joints um notice no mention of doing homework because that's not how we got down, son. Where's my gangster sound effects? Uh, you know, like in grade school, I did homework sometimes. Um, but like the further I went in school, the less homework I did. Now, never mind that getting skipped uh, second grade and going to gifted schools and, and, and 
and all that craziness. I didn't care about that. I only wanted the the, the women. <laughs> you know, they were smart, so I had to be smart. Um, but we go outside and we play tag and and freeze tag and all the games that I mentioned a couple of shows ago on the games we played outside and the games are put on the uh, website eclecticrelaxation.com um, but then we played kickball kickball was extra dope because you know the, where I lived at it was like made perfect for kickball because it was like a diamond in front of this apartment building and so you know, you had your bases, and you had a big field. Well, it wasn't a really big field, but you had enough grass where, you know, you kicked it too hard, you'd still be able to get it. And so it was always that one dude that if you got a good kick, they wouldn't go get it because it cause they're lazy. You know, it's too far. You kicked it too hard. I'm like, go get the ball. But uh, <laughs> so, And then it was always that one dude that would roll it to too fast. You're like, roll my ball slow, son. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to impress the women out here doing the double dutch. And then you get the one dude that'll hook you up and get a little bounce to it. So when you get a little bounce, you can get under it and kick it, you know. But you don't want to kick it up in the air because if they catch you, you're out. So, you know, you have some strategy. You have to look for the slow dude with the glasses and kick it past them. Shout outs to Alan. Anyway... Um, we so we play that, and you know what's something I always notice, and it, it may have never happened in your neighborhood, but it always happened in mine. Like, okay, when you play kickball at school, you get the big magenta, extra rubbery, elastic, giant, uh, Rihanna head <laughs> kickball ball. I mean, it's the only that's what it is. It's a kickball ball. There's no other ball. There's no classification for that ball. I guess it's a kickball ball. Well, it's also a dodgeball ball, but whatever. You never see them. You never see them in the wild. You'll never see them in the neighborhood. Which brings me to what I always notice is when we played kickball, it was always a volleyball. Like somebody had a volleyball. They always came from nowhere. Nobody knew whose volleyball it was, where where it came from, but somebody always had a volleyball and it was always dirty. We never got the new volleyball. <laughs> it was always gray. It looked like it looked like cement Jordans. It was <laughs> But it was someone always had the dingy volleyball and they just came up and was like, yeah, let's play kickball. Alright. And where did the volleyball come from though? I mean, nobody played volleyball in my neighborhood. There was no volleyball nets. We barely had parks that had you know, a swing on it, a slide. It's no volleyball. Nobody's buying, but I don't know what kind of urban juicy fruit commercial <laughs> they was trying to shoot in my neighborhood. Uh, thought we were Karch uh, Karai, isn't that his name? <laughs> I don't know where these volleyballs was coming from, what we were expected to do with them. I mean, I guess the only thing to do was get them dirty and play kickball and and. and I don't know with them. Uh, it's just. <laughs> and then, um, you know how you know kids would have the the basketball hoop, the the the, the huffy basketball hoop in the in the driveway, or you know, and you know little kids is out there playing. See, I didn't grow up 
as a, a kid with means. My family, my family wasn't, uh, como se dice, rolling in it. So what we did in the neighborhood is we took a milk crate. Now, I don't know if you guys know what a milk crate is these days, but it's a big plastic uh, box. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's plastic, got a couple of handles on it, and it's a milk crate. So what we do is cut the bottom out of the milk crate so that you know it's hollow, and we nail it on top of garage and may have new nails we probably some nails on the ground somewhere or we steal them out of somebody's uh house and then their house fall apart i don't know but we <laughs> we nail it on on the garage and then that was our basketball hoop or square and <laughs> so then we so we we put it and then we play in this driveway slash dirt field <laughs> don't ask and of course we didn't have a basketball who has a basketball we can't afford basketballs in my neighborhood we had a dingy volleyball <laughs> so and it wasn't the same dingy volleyball from kickball somebody had a brand new fresh old <laughs> volleyball and, and we you know with just enough air that it bounced but you couldn't really dribble we couldn't you know no there wasn't really any crossovers going on because one we're playing in dirt two is a volleyball three we didn't have a lot of room so you know you got a couple of bounces and you was basically shooting jays or trying to lay up but then here's <laughs> the thing about the layup so where the where the garage was right so all right you know how you have a driveway and then you have like cement on the sides to to show you the limits of the driveway and then you might have a grass strip or some dirt on either side well see it was a big cement hump so if you was trying to drive <laughs> to the rim you had to be mindful of that concrete uh barrier there so you had to make an extra step otherwise it was going to be no fun for your chin piece on the ground <laughs> listen say so I had to go down in there with it. But I had the ill turnaround uh, dirt ball, <laughs> dirt ball driveway shot. They couldn't, they couldn't fade me. Then when I when I could dunk, uh, I was unstoppable. They couldn't, they couldn't beat me on uh, driveway, dirt, grass, pavement, milk crate, volleyball, basketball. It was an intercontinental champ. <laughs> then, like. Uh, again, you know how uh, your kids would have the Nerf basketball hoops in, in, their, in their bedroom where they had a little orange hoop and they had an orange spongy ball and, you know, you play basketball like um, in Cosby Show. Theo had one and him and Cockroach would play tackle hoops, you know, and mess up the room and shit. So, um, I didn't grow up as a, as a kid with means. <laughs> My family was it come on city say well off. So what we used to do is we take a metal uh, clothes hanger. <laughs> so you take the metal clothes hanger and you stretch it out till you know it's no longer a triangle, but it's a circle. So you take that part and then and the part with the hook that you hang up, you, you bend that down. Boom, you bend it down. 
So then you open up your closet door and you put the hook part at the top of the door where you know you crack it a little bit and then you close the door and you bend the, the, the hanger up and now you got a basketball hoop. Cause that's how you had to do it and then the backboard was just a wall uh, the little piece of wall that's above the door because man, what can you do and so um, then for the ball of course we didn't have a, a orange uh, nerf spongy ball and no we didn't have a dingy volleyball <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure somebody would have brought a dingy volleyball into the into my room at some point if we needed it but instead what you do is you go get four pairs of socks <laughs> you, you roll them all up you roll up three and you, you roll up four and you got a big sock ball so <laughs> take the sock ball and that's your ball you, you hoop it up hoop it up with your peoples in your bedroom and then you know playing around the world you know you got mad obstructions and uh, you play a horse uh, off the TV, bank off the wall, uh, sitting backwards on the dresser, over the <laughs> over the shoulder, and uh, you know, breaking shit. And, and you know, we used to work up mad sweats in there. You know, then we get the uh, Purple Source Rex and the uh, Mountain Berry Punch Kool Aid to uh, quench your thirst. That's, that's how you had to have it when you when you broke in the neighborhood in the uh, in the eighties there. That's right, son. Intercontinental champ of driveway dirt ball, dingy play ball, uh, basketball, milk crate wars. <laughs> that's that's uh that's 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 a true story. That's how I used to that's how I used to go. And, and shouts to the badminton net and, and badminton that no one ever played. Um, so that's what we used to do after school. Uh, next joint is the first day of school. The, what, what went down uh, with first day of school and the first day of school uh, outfits? Yeah. I remember the day before the first day of school was an event because you get to plan out your first day of school outfit. Like all the shopping is done. You know, you copped everything, you copped, you begged your moms for whatever. And so, now you're just staring in the closet like, yeah, I'm going to hit them with that on Monday and then that on Tuesday and da-da-da-da-da. But the first day of school, though, you had to set it off right. And I remember picking out everything all the way down to the socks, the underwear, the cologne, because I wore cologne in grade school. I was gangster. Um... And so, what I used to do is I'd lay out everything, like, on the chair. So, I had a shirt on the chair and then the pants on the, on the seat of the chair. And I'd even put the shoes at, at the end of the, the pants. <laughs> and I'd just sit back and stare at it like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And i go to sleep just looking at it. I remember my, my all-time favorite first day of school outfit. No one could touch this outfit, though. I had the blue and white Coca-Cola rugby shirt, the polo rugby joint. So it was blue, and then it was white in the middle, and it had the red Coca-Cola uh, riding on it. 
I had the white collar, and I had I had a gold herringbone. I think nah, it was like a link, link chain. I had my initial on the charm. So I had the blue and white Coca-Cola rugby and the blue stone wash joints. It was it was just it was the stoniest of the stone wash, the stony jacks and the stone wash joints. And I had blue and white Bally sneakers. Nobody was doing Bally sneakers that year. People, you know, everybody would go with the Nikes and the Jordans and the Reeboks and the Shell Toes. I was like, fuck that. I just, I was fresh off of listening to uh, Dougie Fresh all the way to heaven or some joint. And I was like, I'm gonna hit them with the Bally's. They was dope. It was all white. Then on the side, they had the blue Bally logo. And the Bally logo was outlined in gold. Then it had Bally written inside it in white. And then it had the blue accents around the, around the hill. So it went perfect with the stonewash and the gold with the gold chain. People didn't want no parts of that. And so I remember I remember walking walking to the school, the, the, the bus stop. Like I had the illustrator ever. I, I knew that nobody was touching the, touching that outfit. And I encountered the bus. It was like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, yeah. Check out the valleys though. Yeah, so I got my props off of those. That was a dope first day of school outfit. Um, <laughs> and the thing they used to we used to do we we stand by the lockers and judge everybody else's. Oh, yo, speaking of lockers, this is a, a stupid stupid thing that happened to me. I don't remember what grade it was. I think it was seventh grade. That was the first time where we went to. Uh, the combination locks was built into the locker because before you you had to buy a lock and so I always had the lock with the key and these were they had the combination built inside of them and I didn't quite grasp how to do combination locks so I did it once they gave me the combination I did it once I threw my joints in there and then I, I went back like after class and I couldn't open it for shit and I wasn't about to ask anybody. So like, I'm thinking, I think the entire school here, my books was just in the locker. <laughs> so I might have had somebody to open it up one day for me, but you know what I'm saying? There's women around. I can't be like, yo, I can't open my locker. So I used to just go to go to class dolo, like, yeah, let me just look off of somebody else's book. I passed all my classes though, cause I'm a genius. But yeah, I remember not being able to open my locker. Right. But back to back to first day of school outfits. <laughs> so I remember one time I had these British Knights, the sneaker joints. It was red and white. It was it was white, and on the side they had uh, the two diamonds, and they had BK written in it, and it had some red on them. And I thought first day of school, I'm gonna rock them, but I wanted them to I wanted to set them off extra dope. So I, t- <laughs> I took some Vaseline. And rubbed them on there to make it to make them shinier, like an asshole. Because the next day I went to school, of course, mad dirt, you know, got kicked up on them and it just stuck on there. So I had the the dingy uh, BKs. Well, I just ended up just rubbing them off real hard. But that wasn't that was the most brilliant idea. But I had like mad mad fly for their school joints. I had when I had my stonewash jacket and then. I had my, my, oh, I remember in third grade 
was it third grade, third grade or fourth grade, I had this Pierre Cardin V-neck sweater for picture day when you get that A, B, or C package with the Mad Wallets. They couldn't touch me on that. That was the first day of school, but people didn't even know what I was up to in, in, in elementary. But, you know, I could talk about this shit all day. Yo, I still have a picture of me in that outfit. Because what I did was I wore it again on picture day. Shouts to the A and B package and the 24 wallets. So I had to make sure that that, that outfit was etched in history in the annals of of the dopest first day of school outfit uh, encyclopedia Britannica war book <laughs> alright let's keep it going yeah. Man, if you didn't have the 64 box Crayola crayons when you were growing up you know, I don't know what you did with your life the 64 box had the had the sharpener in the back you could sharpen your joints and then they had like mad new colors like they had peach and maize, which was yellow. But you know, who knew what maize was? Forest green, silver, that shit sparkled. Sky blue. You yeah, can't forget uh, flesh, which was peach, but lighter for white people. So I Shout guess flesh. Racism. flesh. I guess flesh is the white meat after you bust somebody. I guess it wasn't just European. Nice meat. recovery. I don't know. You know, the coloring was dope when we were little. Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't take the crayon and do the hard, dark outline around whatever it was in the color book, coloring book, and then color it, then your coloring, your coloring skills was awful. You know, Get that you shit out of here. your life. But yeah, we used to just sit and color. Then I got older and started just throwing crayons at people. I used to throw crayons at people uh, out my window when I was little. That was fun. I used to like write on mad shit, do all kind of graffiti. Shout out to Vandal. The best time was when it was uh, time to go back to school, supply shopping, get the safety scissors and the, the trapper keeper and the school boxes. Yeah, all the Garfield folders. Paste and glue. I was never a paste dude. I had to have the Elmer's joint with the orange top and you, you turn it so you can use the glue. You know, and, and, and women used to take the glue and make fucking uh, fake fingernails and the, the, the guys used to just put it in their hands and rub it and just peel it off like some shadows to number three like, that was the shit to do yeah and then like when we was in school and we had the pencil sharpener that was by the door you had to get up and like mad people just get up there and just try to sharpen the pencil the whole the whole class just so they could get up and teachers like you know sit down and they had the, um, the joint where you spin it so you can get the different size uh, pencils because that was back when you had the big thick retardo uh shout out to the kindergarten pencils i still don't hold my pencil right no teacher no teacher like that about me yeah, those were the days. Remember the puffy stickers? We had the Sean puffy Combs stickers. Had his own stickers. We had nigga. the pencils that smelled like stuff. Mine was cinnamon. That was the joint. Cinnamon and the bubblegum one. Hands we smelling had, mad um, fruity and shit. We had the stickers with the little eyes that shook around. I don't know why people had those. Shits look like the rim. had the, uh, the ink pens that had the puffy ink that came out. You know, you know what else I noticed? Nah, why don't you tell Only us? the, like, the really... I don't want 
want to say fat. The uh, thicker carriage women, they had the best handwriting. They did the bubble letters. Shout out to Second Helpings at lunch. And all the uh, bigger guys smelled like mustard and gray skin. Yellow mustard and yeah. cabbage. They really did. But anyway, um, this is the, the gadget show. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, iPhones and I guess Android phones. Who, who knows? Um, my man Tim Dog 98 from the uh, Click Nation. Deal Double G. with the podcast. He's going to come through and we're just going to get all technological. Meaning narrow. So it's episode two. Let's get it. The, the the double up and the voiceovers must make a comeback in 2013. Um, those are funny. But, <laughs> yo, the crayons, you, when you, had, you had the color. If you didn't have a hard outline, it's like your parents or your uncles and your aunts were coloring. You look at it like, get that shit out of here. Where's the hard outline? <laughs> That's how you had to have it. Yo. Uh, this next joint still makes me laugh. It's, it's me telling the kids important and vital information about going to sleep and <laughs> and what's what's really going down with the boogeyman and what goes on when the lights are out. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Is that you? Oh, an empty place. Oh, I love it. A perfect place to practice the exciting art of humming. <laughs> yeah. When you when you're growing up, when you're little, there's certain rules and and guidelines that you have to abide by. Um, otherwise, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're going to sleep, when you're a little kid. One, no open closet doors. The boogeyman is in there, you know? You know, I remember going to sleep or, you know, moms was like, go to sleep. And I'd rather the, the closet door be fully open over over crack because at least if it's fully open, you know, I can kind of see them coming or something. I don't know. But if it's crack, you know, it's, 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 he has the element of surprise, I guess. You know, you lay down your eyes go right to the crack and like you can feel him staring at you you know he's staring at you waiting waiting for you to go to sleep so he so he can get you the boogeyman is in the closet uh <laughs> number two you cannot have any clothes uh, uh hanging on the back of a chair or or anywhere that would cast a shadow you can't have any toys on the dresser or the shelf that would cast a shadow you know you have a hallway light or a light from outside, you know. I didn't have a night light because I was gangster, you know. Shout outs to uh, Glowworm. <laughs> but you, you, you can't have uh, anything that will cast a shadow on the wall because it'll make a monster. So if you lay down and you look over and you see a shadow monster on the wall, you know, something don't look right, you gotta get up, you gotta move the clothes, you gotta move the toy or whatever it is, you gotta get rid of the shadow Otherwise, it's going to come alive, it's going to find you, and it's going to kill you. Everyone knows this. Every kid knows this. Um, uh, uh, the third thing, no sheets or blankets are to hang over the bed. 
everything has to be tucked in because the boogie man is under the bed everyone knows that once you fall asleep the boogie man is going to grab the sheet that's hanging off the side of the bed and he's going to pull it and he's going to wrap around you and he's going to pull you under the bed and he's going to get you it's just like the clown in poltergeist the scariest clown and scene ever i hate that clown but listen so you go to sleep with a sheet or blanket hanging over it's curtains for you it's a wrap you know you sleep with a foot hanging off boop you're done it's a wrap you're dead and and your mother and your father is going to be pouring out capri sun uh for you on your grave so <laughs> now you can get away with with some of these uh transgressions and and you you know all is not lost you know when you're little uh you know that all is not lost because sheets repel monsters look you get scared put the sheets over your head. Boom, it's done. The monster comes in to strangle you, or he has a knife, or he, uh, he has a hatchet, and he's about to chop your face off, and he'd be like, oh, man, you got the sheet over here. You know, and I was about to get you. I was about to, I was about to get you, and you put the sheet over you, and now I'm just gonna leave and go uh, uh, strangle your buddy. You know, like, if you had a toe sticking out, you know he get he could probably get you, but every you know, but every kid know that she has magical powers. That is, uh, it has boogeyman repellent properties. <laughs> so so no toe or foot peeking uh, uh, through, cause they'll grab you and they'll grab it and they'll pull you from from under the sheet and kill you and chop your face off. Every kid knows this, and and you know parents you gotta teach your kids this. Um, otherwise, you know, you're going to be pouring out the grape drink. So, listen, the boogeyman is in the closet. He's also under your bed. Maybe that's his cousin. Maybe that's uh, Cousin Boog, Cousin Boogie. And and then the shadow, you can't have a shadow, anything casting a shadow because uh, Shadow Boogie, <laughs> Shadow Boogie is going to come and get you. See? So these are the things that you're gonna have to look out uh, for kids, because otherwise you're gonna die. You hear that, kids? You're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, you know, uh, today's show is gonna be the grade school show. Uh, my man 12 Cow is back in the building, uh, fresh off the Mary show and fresh off of 12 Radio, but we're gonna talk grade school and everything that we were up to Back in the day, um, you know, I got I got my man Bert giving me the backup with the throat clear and the humming. You know, um, so my theme is on deck. Let's start the show. Let's get it. Yeah, you see, the EDP is for everybody. It's for the kids too. It's like Wu Tang. You play that. Uh, intro for your kids as they go to sleep and they'll thank you for it um, uh, next up we you know we hit the classics now we hit digging the China I don't really need to say too much more about digging the China except for let's get it I did some, some unintelligent let's say things when I was little um, one of the things now listen, I was really, really young. Like, it wasn't like I was 15. 
I was really, I was mad young. I might have been like five, six. You know, me, and, me and my boys, uh, two dudes that live next door, they were brothers. We, um, <laughs> we was trying to dig to China, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> we had a garage, and then behind the garage, it was just like, I don't know, just some dirt. And then it was a fence, it was the whole thing. But we, I don't know whose bright idea it was. I think it had to be after a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And we're like, yo, let's dig to China. And um, we sit in the back, the back of this garage. You know, I go get a, like a brick, you know, the big cinder blocks. We pull it back there, you know, because we needed something to sit on while we were digging. And it was just like random, random, I don't know, things laying around. I got this this thing that looked like a screwdriver, but it was retractable. I don't know what it is. And then my other dude, he had like a, a big shiv. <laughs> looked like a giant stick. The other dude had like a spoon. I don't listen. You know, I don't know what's going on in life. And so we just sit there for like dumb long. And just like dig, dig a hole, and like you know, put the dirt off to the side, and just I don't even know if we were talking to each other while we were doing it. We were just digging, and um, you know, we get down there, and then it'd be like some bugs or some worms or something. Ah, right, get that out of here, and you know, we'd uh, we like wake up early in the morning, you know, or after Saturday morning cartoons were off. I don't even think we did any digging during the week. I don't know. But, um, like, after Saturday morning cartoons go off, after wrestling goes off, American Gladiators or whatever, I don't even know what was on back then. We, um, I, like, come outside, you know. You come outside, you're expecting to see people. Like, oh, where's everybody at? And, like, I'd be walking around, and I hear, like, damn, they back there digging. They got to it before me. I had to go back there started out because I had to have the dopest hole. I had to get to China first, son. You know, <laughs> I don't know what was supposed to happen. Because I wasn't going to get, I don't know. I was saying I wasn't going to get down in that hole, but I might have. Because, like, we dug for, like, I don't know, might have been a month, you know, so the hole was pretty deep. And, you know, we were spaced out a little bit, so it was like, yeah. So, <laughs> so, Wait, another thing that I noticed, and I, I think this is universal. Well, it's for a lot of, a lot of kids or when we were younger. Like, you, when you get hurt when you're little, you don't really react, or it doesn't really hurt until, or unless someone points it out, or until you notice, or somebody else sees it. Like, we were. Um, we were like, okay, if you if you fell down, you know, you fall down, you little, you get back up and start playing, and then your mother, your father, be like, yo, you 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 need, and then you look down, and then you'll see the blood, and then you start crying. <laughs> but if nobody would have said anything, you you would have been okay. Cause kids is indestructible, yeah. So I remember when we was digging, <laughs> digging to China, um, I. Cut my finger, like on this whatever non-sterile, probably could have gave me gangrene, uh, shiv, 
shit that was in the back. I cut my finger and I was like, man, I looked at it. And then the two dudes, I was like, yeah, look. And I showed them, and I showed the other one. And I looked, and then I started crying. <laughs> like, they had to see it first before I could react off of it. Fucking ridiculous. But, so, back to the, to the dick. You know, this is how it all stopped. It, it wasn't because of um, uh, intelligent and uh, intelligence or common sense. Um, one day, I um, I got out there early. I don't know what it was, but I got out there early. I was like, "Yo, I'm about to I'm about to beat him to the punch." Yo, let me go out here and get get my china on. And I walked, got ready to walk back there, and it was just it was foul. It was just it was stank all to be damned. You know? And I'm like, damn, I, you know, I, I couldn't even go back there. And it was flies back there. Yo, one of these dudes, <laughs> you know, my two boys, he couldn't wait to get in the house or something. He took his shit in his hole. I think he took his shit in his brother's hole. Yo, uh, I was isolate that. That was hilarious. But, yeah, so... <laughs> I don't, I don't understand, but that pretty much ended the, uh, the experiment. My man, uh, he, he dropped, he dropped two into the, uh, into his brother's joint. <laughs> so that's what ended my uh, uh, expedition to, to China. Um, and to this day, I have not been there. So um, that's one of the dumbest things that I did when I was little. I really thought I was going somewhere. <laughs> um, next up on the uh, intros is, is is how you get around when you're talking when you're talking tricycles and big wheels and whatnot. Uh, this is this is <laughs> this is this is how you stay mobile as a kid. Yeah, when you're young, it's all about being mobile. You know, um, you want to get somewhere, anywhere, faster than your feet can uh, get you. <laughs> so, like, when I was little, I never got the red tricycle like everybody else. You know, I think I grew too fast for it. You know, one day, kids are pedaling on the on the joint, and then the next day, all they do is push their, their put their foot on the back and scoot it around <laughs> up and down the sidewalk. Yeah. It, why were all the tricycles red? How did how did red corner the market on tricycles? You know, maybe I wanted a, a black, a, you know, a pimped out black joint or a, a burnt sienna. <laughs> and the plastic ones don't count. I'm talking about the money metal joints, you know, and everybody had red. And I'm like, you know, where did red come from? And then, then after the, uh, the tricycles, you went to the big wheels. And my big wheel was the Ellis. Yo, had, uh, it, was, it was black and blue and, and white. It was like a cop, you know, a cop car. And what set it off was it had a siren on it. Yeah. <laughs> People didn't even, they didn't want to see me with my siren because I'm little and like in the summer, I watch a couple of cartoons or something, and then I'm going outside with my big wheel. So it's like dumb early. And I, I, I ride my big wheel to the top of the steps outside. 
and I just crank my siren to wake up the whole neighborhood. Yeah, I remember distinctly mad people, you know, yelling like, turn, <laughs> somebody put that boy in the house. Or, uh, or they wanted to break my big wheel, you know? That shit was dope. Uh, and and, and so you had that one, and then you had the, the big wheel with the spin out, the spin out lever, that joint. Man, you was doing mad uh, 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 chips, start skiing hutch moves. You, you, you pedaling after somebody, and they, or, or like some girls sitting on the stoop, right? And then you pedaling extra hard, and then as soon as you get up to them, you hit the spin out, spin out to them, like, yeah, stop. I was uh, Tokyo Drift in the 80s, son. I was uh, low, fast, and kind of furious. <laughs> I never got the green machine joint. I was a little, I was too old uh, by the time that joint came out. But the, the green machine was kind of dope. But you couldn't tell me nothing about the, the spin out, uh, <laughs> the spin out joint. And then, uh, then you know, some people went with the skates. Now I had a very traumatic experience with skates, and it's the reason why I never, you know, you know, took a part of that. Um, I did used to go to the skating rink though because that's where the women was and they played the they played the, the nice music and they had the DJ so I just played a wall though you know eat and, and kick it and try to get with the women when they got off the got off the, the joint from uh, skating see this is what happened I remember it like it was yesterday or a whole bunch of years ago so I had some incredible Hulk skates <laughs> Like, yo, remember when the skates, they was, they snapped on or they latched on to your shoe. They weren't real skates. They was just, you know, add-ons. <laughs> so I had some of those joints. So had, they were incredible hope. They were green joints and they strap on your shoe. And I thought they were dope because in the front it had the big Hulk face. And he had the, the mean constipated grill. And so I was like, yeah, got some Hulk skates. And so I remember... I walked down the end of the steps, went down the steps, outside, and I sat on the last step, and I strapped them on, made them strapped them on real tight, <laughs> yeah, and so I had, my, I had my skates, had them on, like, yeah, I'm about to skate on the sidewalk, and I got my hulks, and I'm about to be dope, and so I took mm, about three steps, and I fell like all on the, my face and my knees and my elbows, <laughs> and it shit hurt. And I took them off, and I never skated again. <laughs> That's the story. That's it. Period. Point blank. No more skating for eclectic. Never. No. Uh. Uh-uh. And that's traumatic, and that 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 ruined everything. <laughs> So, but then I wasn't lost because you know you got to the you got to the bikes, you know. Um, I don't think I ever had training wheels. I don't, I don't think so. Nah, I never had training wheels. I had a couple of bikes get stolen. I had a Space Invaders bike, you know. That shit was dope. It was all black, and then on the thing around the chain, it had all the Space Invaders characters, and you don't even know. But anyway, I know who stole it too. It was the same dudes that shit and they. Their whole digging to China. I know it was them. Let me let me stop. It was them though. Um, so, but 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 the illest bike was was the Stu Thompson. 
show because me and all the boys they, they had the, the Stu Thompson's we came in white chrome and crimson and we all had you know the different ones so it was like um, I had to get the white one I wanted the crimson one because uh, shout out to the crimson guard on G.I. Joe I wanted to be like damn it's gonna be my crimson guard bike anyway so but we, we used to like we used to treat those joints like they were the, the illest cars on the planet man we get I get a big bucket soap and water and we put the bikes out in the grass and we get the buckets and, and wash them and shine them up <laughs> try to make them look fresh just so we could get in the dirt and mud and mess them up again but you had to be fresh when you first stepped out but um so we had those I always wanted the Sigma the Sigma Huffy joint with the white the white plastic wheels on it was the first bike that had the wheels it looked like a giant big wheel but it was chrome white and it had the white wheels and the white tires son whoever had those got all the dry humping <laughs> he got all the dry humps but um um but the ill thing about the bikes back then the bmx joints when you learn how to wheelie I learned how to wheelie. You can't tell me nothing. I could do, I can go a couple of blocks. But the, I was always scared at, at the beginning because I thought I'd just pull up and just fall fall on my back like the Hulk skates and never <laughs> ride a bike again. But I learned how to do the wheelie. And what the first thing you do is you, is you start to, to ride with no hands. And you, the girls are sitting outside playing slide or something. You ride by without no hands like, yeah, what's up? Hey, when women were impressed easily back then. Uh, I remember when they tried to teach me how to ride a bike. And, you know, like I said, I didn't have training wheels. So it was just, they just threw me into the fire. It was like, all right, it's a bike. <laughs> and, and Pops did the hold on to the back. <laughs> you, know, you know, I should have daddy issues. Listen, this man, this, this masochist, he held on to the back seat. You know, for like 2.3 seconds. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I got it. And so he hold to the bike, and I'm thinking he rolling with me, and he let go, man. I went straight into a bush, man. It was all kind of stick of bush, pussy willows. I used to love saying pussy willows. It was all kind of berries and acorns on my forehead. I'm like, yeah, why you let go? I thought you had him. I'm like, you're deadbeat. But anyway, so I learned how to ride bikes and go everywhere. Like, you know, the thing was, if it was streets we never been on, we go down those streets. If it was blocks we never been on, we go down those blocks. We are, you know, looking for women. Uh, or we go to the store, cop some candy. And then we hit, like, one of the, the, the high schools. You know, it's the summer, but it had shade. We just chill out and kick it. But now, the worst time on the bike man listen alright so I knew how to do the wheelies and hopping you know you do the bunny hops and all of that so me and my man and his dude and another dude we was gonna go, go uh, we were gonna go jump ramps so for those of you playing at home you go get a couple of cinder blocks and a piece of wood and you put the wood up against the cinder block you know, you get you a nice, uh, 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 yeah, you get you a nice angle there, 
and uh, you you ride and you jump, you know, try to get the highest, you might try to twist the wheel in the air or something, you know, but, and again, easily entertained, that was good enough for us, uh, ride, jump over the thing, go around, ride again, everybody take a turn, and you do that for like six hours, <laughs> again, hey man, we're kids, so, we go, somebody was like, yeah, it's a ramp around the way. So we all got on the stews. And uh, and so, yo, hold on. Let me tell you what I had on. This is why I was, this is, you know, I had on, I had on this white shirt, right? It was sleeveless shirt, <laughs> no sleeves. Now the top, the top was, was, was like uh, jersey material, like, from the neck to the middle of the chest. It was jersey material, but <laughs> it had a zipper. Like, you know, where you would have three buttonholes at a zipper, <laughs> but no collar though. I don't know. And then from the, from the middle, from the chest down, it was like mesh, <laughs> but it was fresh. I, I promise you it was fresh. So, and then I had the gold chain, had the gold chain had a half mesh, half jersey, sleeveless shirt with the zipper. And then I had some, I think some blue shorts, some blue shorts with some white, with the white trim on it because I had to be fresh with that. And then I had on uh, some blue and white Nikes. I think I had on some dope things. It might've been some Cortez, like the white, yeah, it was the white joints with the blue swoosh because, you know, one, one, I'm not gonna match. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm fresh to death. I even had the white tube socks with the blue stripes on them. Yeah. So, anyway. So, me and my man, this is like my best friend forever. And so, we go find the ramp. And so, we going, I'm jumping, they jumping, and then some girls show up. So, girls show up, that means it turns into a competition. So... <laughs> One dude, and it's an unspoken competition. Basically, some girls showed up. They was looking good. They had the side ponytails with the uh, day of the week barrettes in them. <laughs> and the tube tops. So, of course, they're the flyest things ever with the jellies, the plastic jellies with the sparkles. And um, and so, so we riding. And, again, it's an unspoken competition. All of a sudden, dude just go like mad far. He jumps the ramp, but he goes like farther than everybody. So it's like, damn. So damn, my other dude, he comes in and he goes real high. I'm like, damn. So it's my turn. I'm going. I go a little bit further than, than my man. So we keep going, and the girls is like, oh, no. So long story short. <laughs> My turn came, and I was like, fuck it. I'm about to set it off. And so I got, I got, the, got the ill, uh, long start. Remember when Jordan would get ready to do the foul line dunk, and he'd just go all the way to the other end of the court to start running? That's what I did. I went like, <laughs> like three, I went like three blocks away. <laughs> I was going to get, I'm, I'm about to go 60, 75 miles an hour. I'm about to go 88. I'm about to go uh, Marty McFly on these bitches. And so I'm getting it. You know, when, you, when you're going real fast on your bike and you got both hands on the handlebars and they start going left and right like you're doing the Muppet dance. That's, 
that's how fast I'm going. And so I hit the ramp. I did a a front flip 360 in the air. Okay, it was a 180 because I landed on my back. <laughs> I landed on my back and the bike landed on me and everybody was like, oh shit, is he, <laughs> is he dead? So, um, it looked like anything that ever happened on a cartoon or TV show. I'm on my back. The bike is on me. The one wheel is still spinning. <laughs> Foot's all up in the air. And the girls was like, oh, shit. And they running over. And that was the only saving grace. They running over to see if I'm okay. My dudes just like, get out the way so they can jump. <laughs> so, I'm, my lip is busted. The fresh white shirt got blood and grass and dirt all on it. And the, 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 the dope fiends, they all fucked up. My socks got blood on them because I cut my leg. And and everyone's laughing. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, kids are indestructible. So I get up, try to play it off like I'm not hurt and I'm in excruciating uh, pain. And so I'm like, yo, all right, well, let's go. And they're like, nah. <laughs> We need to go back to the spot, get some band-aids or some some alcohol or something on you. So we go back to my man's house. I'm in there, I got ice on my lip, and I'm, you know, peroxide up. And it was like, alright, well, we're about to go back around and jump on the ramps. They just left me. They left me at the spot all beat up. I was in there watching uh video soul for the rest of the the rest of the day, and my man's moms came on like, yo, why you here? I'm like, they left me with the big fat lip. So, uh, yeah, that was that was my <laughs> that was my story. That was that was me on the bikes and the ramps and the and the and the disappointment and embarrassment. You see what I share with you, you people that I don't even know. So embarrassing. Um, well, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, unless I come up with some randomness uh, on the other end of this, but with, with one of the um, <laughs> favorites from people that listen to the show, my uh, my fight in the uh, I think it was the sixth grade <laughs> without moving away from the desk. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, I already talked about being in trouble at school. And my food fight. <laughs> but I also had some hilarious regular fights in my day. I remember in sixth grade, I was in science class. And the teacher had to go to the office or to somewhere else in the building, the restroom, something. So she was like, I'll be back, do your work, and don't get up for nothing. <laughs> this, this was the same teacher that made me stand in the corner with my arms up in the air with my back to the class. Uh, so I'm chilling and talking to my dude next to me. Now, remember how they put four desks together? Yeah. Okay. So it was me and this dude was sitting across from me, right? So I had on my fresh pair of British Knights <laughs> and his foot touched him. I was like, yo, Watch your feet, you know. So I'm still talking to to my dude to the to the right of me, and the guy touches my feet again. So so remember the four desks for the end. So I push I push my desk, which pushes 
his desk into him. So he pushed back. And so I stood up like, you know, all right, this is about to go down. So here's the funny part. So we stood up trading blows, but we never moved from behind our desk. <laughs> we, were just, we were just standing up throwing punches and we never moved. <laughs> but, you know, the best part was I had reach advantage. So I was like tagging him in his head. I was, you know, uh, but he wouldn't go down. I threw like 12, 11 pieces <laughs> to his, his skull. And this uh, rock monster island head dude. <laughs> Took them all. He was just like, you know, you know, worst he had was a busted lip, you know, like a small knot. But I thought I was gonna rock him to sleep. <laughs> anyway, we back and forth, you know, and somebody, you know, went to be the lookout, and then they were like, oh, she coming back, she coming back. So <laughs> we both stopped punching and sat in our chairs like ain't nothing happening. <laughs> just like. Yeah, and everybody's head, and then it was like she coming. It was just uh, okay. It was like the bell sounded. <laughs> so we sitting there, you know, that teacher was me, but we sitting there, and so she like, all right, uh, where were we? Let's get back to the lesson. So she start, she start, you know, teaching. So then Stacy, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling her out. This, this, this lore. Stacy raises her hand and was like, uh. They were fighting while you were gone. Pointing at me and uh, Boulder Hill head. <laughs> Shows the mask. Man, I'm like, I'm looking at this chick like, for... seriously. So the teacher took her word for it, you know, and, you know, probably looked at dude's disheveled face. <laughs> and she wouldn't let me go to the canned good dance, you know? Remember <laughs> you had the canned good dance where you, you raid the, the, the cabinets at home and take all of the stuff that you didn't want to eat <laughs> to school so you could get in the dance? That was like my last opportunity to get spinach out the house. <laughs> so, you wouldn't let me go. Like, so when the dance was going on, I had to just sit in their class and look stupid <laughs> with old fucking Mount Fuckmore face. I should've, I should've beat him. I, we should've got, you know, paid the big uh, fat mustard smelling sweaty chick to beat up Stacy. That's what we should've did. Gave her a couple of chicken milks and some butter crunch. Anyway. That is not what the show's about. The show is not about paying big fat girls to beat up little skinny girls, little skinny snitches in sixth grade. show should have been about that damn Stacy yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for, for listening to the show and, and strolling down memory lane and listening to the uh, <laughs> how if you want to categorize my stories and my childhood the best of on the EDP uh, you know I got some ideas for the new year I don't know if I'm going to get in another show before the new year so this might be it um, so everybody that listens to the show from from podcasters to, to Twitter friends to friends of friends on Facebook to people who's never contacted me but listens anyway and uh, special shouts to the people who managed to find my show even though iTunes is daking me around uh, <laughs> 
podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com is the email. Uh, podcast EDP is the Twitter. Uh, at Eclectic is the personal Twitter. Um, search for EDP on Facebook. Google Plus me and, and, and do a whole bunch of other stuff. Just spread the word. Uh, uh, like and thumbs up on Stitcher so we can get out of the 2000s on, on, uh, on the show rank. Uh, um, if you got show ideas or you want to come on the show, just send me an email, send me a, a, a tweet or something. We can hook that up. Um, and um, I think that's about it. I don't even have Devin here, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make me some eggnog waffles and and have some chicken <laughs> and drink. Appreciation. I can't be a lover. <laughs>